This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. This is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me from the Binghamton Philharmonic Orchestra's Executive Director, Dr. Paul Sinawa. Welcome to the program today. Hey there. Thanks for having me. I, I have to make a confession. I'm going to hit you with this right out of the blue. Um, you're... you're you are just an inspiration. Um, people that know our, our programs and things that on one of our stations, I have uh, a weekly recipe thing that I do. That's a feature that I've been doing for like, you know, eight, nine years now. And I just kept thinking over and over after talking to you about setting up this program. And I brought back my recipe for my almond butter cinnamon rolls because as soon as I kept saying cinnawa, I went, oh, I want cinnamon buns so bad. I to see where that was going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, you're the most delicious guest I've had in a very long time. Well... Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. But, no, actually, for people that go to WMBF.com for the recipe this week, you'll you'll find the, the cinnamon bun recipe in honor of Paul Sinawa. Oh, of Paul Sinawa. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, right. we mentioned it in the article and everything else. Hey, um, I wanted you to come on. You had the um, not the best timing in the world, I think, to become the the director of the orchestra. Am I correct? You came on just as we were getting ready to dive head first into a, a pandemic. Yeah, well, in fact, I, uh, well, first, I'm not the director. I'm the executive director, which right, means right, that yeah. I, you know, administrative director. Uh, I am a musician, but uh, I don't play with the orchestra, and I certainly don't lead the orchestra. Yeah, you but don't stand on the box I, and wave your arms, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sit at a computer and raise my arm. Um, I interviewed for this position in February of 2020 and accepted the position around March 1st. Oh, man. Um, and so think of that timing. So I have been the pandemic executive director, and I have to say it's given, uh, you know, coming to Binghamton, we, my wife and I drove, we were in South Florida for three years. We drove up on uh, that first few days of April, and uh, you know, everything was shut down. And so we arrived in Binghamton, and we thought, oh, my gosh, this is so great. We, were, we, we uh, fell in love with the city uh, right away. But, you know, it was such a crazy time. And... My role here, um, you know, for really for almost the past two years, has been to steward this organization uh, through this pandemic. Um, and it's, you know, not, this is a job that's never for the faint of heart. Right. But in a pandemic, it's really not for the faint of heart. So um, it's it's been um, challenging, um, to say the least. But mm. I'm, you know, I'm very proud of our organization for. We, we are the only orchestral organization in the state, as far as I know, who gave some type of uh, performance in person monthly throughout the pandemic. Um, starting last October, so this is 2020, um, we were doing what we called social gathering concerts, riffing on the governor's words, social gathering, when he was saying that you could meet with 50 or fewer people in a room. So that's what we did. We had uh, one or two of our soloist musicians in hotel ballrooms, churches, and so on, um, monthly throughout uh, all of last season until we hit June when we were able to do our first performance in the Forum Theater. So it's been a time to be extremely creative, um, but we've managed to keep on our mission of, of building community through the power of live music, and we just scaled it small, and then this season we've been able to scale up again, and we have 
so far done, my goodness, five, four or five concerts, um, you know, in the Forum Theater uh, for large audiences. So it's it's really been, um, I, in many ways, I've seen all sides of being able to do very little to being able to, uh, you know, execute a, a full concert season. But we're, we're definitely not out of the woods, as right. everyone knows. Right. Well, I mean, the funny thing that has come up during this whole Let's just call it an adventure. Um, is I've, 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 <laughs> Safe for radio. It's yeah. an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a big milestone birthday on, on the 2020, and it was like that was not exactly what we expected. But um, you, you're, you're starting let, – let's put it on the, the terms of almost like a, a dating uh, application is a re- building a relationship. One of the things that I've heard are people that were newly in a relationship that ended up finding themselves locked down. Actually, even some people that have been in a long-term relationship that found themselves locked down with this other person. It, that, that was a real test of being able to have a successful relationship. If you could stand each other th- through a quarantine, <laughs> then it was good to go. So, I mean, this is kind of trial by fire for you as executive director of a nonprofit and of a kind of a specialized music organization. There's, you know, certain people that have a proclivity to to Philharmonic type offerings and some people that don't. That the, the, You're in this kind of like thrown into a, a lockdown together with this organization that you were new to, and if it works out, then you're going to get through anything. <laughs> well, much. that is true. I mean, I it, this this. Uh, oh no, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say you know it can't get much harder. But I, now that I've said it, it will. <laughs> um, but it you know it, it's been a good time in in many ways because of as a new person uh, with with the orchestra to for for last season while we were executing these very small concerts i also had a lot of time to dig into the finances and to really get to understand the organization and so um you know i use the word stewardship it it has been a time to reorient and and steward this this ship um so that we come out of this pandemic financially healthy but also you know i think spiritually healthy um as we look into you know who are we and what are we doing um you know as i tell tell our staff Putting on concerts should be easy for us because that's what what we're supposed to do. Right. But it's also this time has also given us an opportunity to look inside and outside and see what more could we be doing with the community. How can we engage those people? I seem to meet every once in a while who say, "I don't even know what a philharmonic is," <laughs> or "I didn't know Binghamton had a professional orchestra," or they say, "The Forum Theater, where's that?" And believe me, you know, as someone new to town, it's now what a year and three quarters or so. I've been here. Yeah, I keep meeting people who who don't even know that we have this really beautiful theater downtown. It's spectacular. So, um, it's been a time to have really have my you know ear to the ground to see what what's being said, what what we can do, what we can do better, what we haven't done well. Um, and so, in many ways, it's been a strength building exercise. And you know, we <laughs> we remain hopeful we'll come out of a pandemic and things will get easier. Uh, but we are in many ways stronger for it. Well, the Binghamton Philharmonic, along with our, our friends at Tri-Cities Opera, John Rizzoni, talked to him quite frequently, pal of mine, um, that it has just been heartwarming for those of us that are very big fans of classical music to um, even you know more modern offerings and, and musical theater and all that sort of thing, that we have actually had the the firehouse stage the tri-cities opera the uh, philharmonic that have been able to 
keep employed musicians that were just, I mean, this was so devastating for the performing arts. So absolutely devastating for the performing arts. And which is a, 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 yeah, I mean, that's a tough way to make a living to begin with, you know, if it's being a musician. And then having this hit, it's just so incredibly commendable and heartwarming that our little dinky Binghamton organizations have been able to pull through this and keep people employed. And, you know, that's, you, you mentioned a couple of things that make me think about what, one of the things that is so extraordinary about Binghamton is everything you just mentioned, Tri-Cities Opera, Goodwill Theater, uh, Binghamton Philharmonic. But we also have this, this little area. We have three orchestras. That's incredible. I mean, four if you consider the Tri-Cities Opera Orchestra. We have the, the Youth Symphony. We have the Community Orchestra. Um, we, you know, and it's been tough even on those amateur groups um, because we, we thrive on performing for an audience but also performing together. Um, and, I, you know, I'm always telling people how extraordinary it is, this place that we live in, that we have such a rich cultural heritage. Mm. Um, and if anything, coming out of this time, uh, as we're still living in this time, but coming out of it that we all learn not to take these things for granted. There are communities much larger than us that don't even have one symphony orchestra. We have three, um, or an opera company, or professional theater. You know, so we are extremely fortunate. It's, it's really an embarrassment of riches. And if, for anyone who's lived anywhere else, I think that's easy to see. But those who haven't, it's easy to take for granted. So I, I would invite everyone, when you feel ready to get back to, back to life, uh, to come on out and take advantage of everything that's at the Forum Theater or the Goodwill Theater or, or even the arena. My goodness, hockey, you know? So, yeah, I mean, right. this is a, a really vibrant place to live. And, you know, if you need some time off, go to the city for, you know, drive three hours and go to New York City. Yeah. We're, we're really lucky where we are. Absolutely. And and the Philharmonic is such a gem. And, and back in the day when we used to float the Pops <laughs> Orchestra out on a raft in the middle of the Shenango River, I was involved in that. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> that was one of our, our radio station promotions was actually Pops on the River when we actually put them not on the riverbank but on a sure. raft in the river. And I swam the river a few times to put guide wires across but you know the people that grew up with that it was almost you almost took it for for granted that there was the you know pops on the river and there was the philharmonic that was going to be doing chamber music and there was going to be but it, you're right it's it's now it's it's kind of a wake-up call for people that uh, that may be of a certain age that remember that this was just the way it's always been that not to take it for granted and and right. with everything still changing, you and I were talking before we started rolling this morning that um, things are still changing. Unfortunately, one of the upcoming events that was very interesting to me that there was so many musicians going to be involved in is unfortunately going to be postponed. That was supposed to happen at the end of, of January. Yeah, this is our Wallenberg Festival, which I, I intend this to become an annual event. Um, it's named for Fritz and Marianna Wallenberg, who founded the Binghamton Symphony and Choral Society back in 1955. And they are really, in many ways, the spiritual foundation of, of symphonic music making in this community, of classical music. Um, started as an amateur orchestra, and today we have the professional philharmonic. In my time here in Binghamton, you know, I've become familiar with 
the Binghamton Community Orchestra and the Youth Symphony. And again, I, that's just extraordinary that we have these three ensembles. Um, so what we did is we invited the Youth Symphony and the Community Orchestra to perform at the Forum, each individually, and also our own Binghamton Philharmonic Orchestra. And then the concert will conclude with a side-by-side with the Youth Orchestra and the Philharmonic, meaning that our professional musicians will be sitting next to our Youth Symphony. Which always um, made me nervous have, when we did stuff like that, and I was in the youth group <laughs> with my little trumpet sitting next to somebody that really knew how to play. <laughs> I was so intimidated. <laughs> my gosh, you swim in the river, you play trumpet, <laughs> you're a woman of, and you make cinnamon buns. You're a woman of many talents. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I chose radio for so, a career, uh, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have we have uh, moved to postpone the event yeah. for January 29th, just with Omicron and like in the rising COVID. It's just it's just not wise to do this, especially with all these musicians on stage. You know the for, the truth is the Forum Theater is probably one of the safest environments in the entire community because of of all the the ventilation upgrades and all that stuff. But still. Um, the concerns of our musicians, especially our wind instruments, who can't play with a mask. Right, I mean, I right. think those are reasonable concerns. But it's a postponement. We're looking right now to get this um, program this spring, like May or June. If it can happen this concert season, we'll put it into next season. And again, the, the idea is that this type of collaborative uh, concert will be an annual event. I'm actually looking down the road. This should be like an open doors event at the Forum. with, And it should have choirs as well, because... Part of that Wallenberg legacy is choral singing in in this region. I'm a soprano, um, by so, the way. Well, so you do that. You <laughs> swim, you bake, you play trumpet, and you sing. I, you know, I should just shut down and let you. No, I just I'm being silly. Um, but we still, you know, we are still planning some great. Con- we have some small fundraisers this season. One is actually a Wallenberg Festival fundraiser on January 26th at the Kilmer Mansion. This is a a really unique event. We're partnering with Audio Classics. They're bringing in some high end Macintosh equipment where we will made in Binghamton. Some of the yeah, right. Some of the historic Wallenberg uh, recordings back from the fifties through the seventies um, in the beautiful Kilmer Mansion. There's a little reception. This is a cheap fundraiser. It's twenty bucks a person, and wow. it's a, just a nice Wednesday evening out in the winter when there's not a whole lot to do. We also have. Our con- piano concerto soloist, who's playing a concert, um, Rachmaninoff's second concerto, all the way in April 23rd, he's coming to the Phelps Mansion uh, for a, a recital, a really great program, including one of the classics for piano and also work that's been transcribed for orchestra, and that's Pictures at an Exhibition by oh, uh, yeah. Zorksky. Yeah. This is an event at the Phelps on February 6th, um, and it, there's uh, actually two ticket levels, one just for the recital, another one that includes a mansion tour and a dessert Prosecco reception. Really neat stuff. We have, of course, our seventh annual Mac and Cheese Fest on February 10th at the Holiday Inn. Tickets still available. Um, tickets are available, and uh, you know, it's not just Mac and Cheese. There's beer tasting as well. Um, and then on March 19th, St. Patrick's Day weekend, we've invited Cherish the Ladies, which is a, if you're into traditional Irish music, this is one of the great American Irish bands They'll be on stage with the full Philharmonic Orchestra. I mean, this is going to be a huge, huge uh, uh, presentation. You know, one of, one of the things I, I'm always saying is that you're, you're not only hearing live music with us, you're getting all the instruments. You're going to, you know, we're talking 60 to 65 people on stage. That is a sound that can, you know, I love Macintosh equipment, but you can't reproduce live. Right. You can get close to it. 
these are unique experiences, and those tickets start at what twenty two bucks. I know I mean, listen, we're a cheap date, so <laughs> yeah, these no are great kidding. concerts. And then all the way into we have Christopher Bill coming uh, in a small concert. He's a, a local from Vestal. He's a trombonist, most subscribed to brass musician on YouTube. He'll be with a quartet at the Holiday Inn, and then we have our season closing concert on April 23rd, and that's with a very famous Rachmaninoff second piano concerto and also Antonin Dvorak's New World Symphony. So we're doing all these things. Yeah, we have a postponement now, and I should say, you know, hopefully we'll be able to rebook that in May. I, I just think that's prudent right now, but we expect the surge to, to ease back, and, you know, we'll be uh, doing small events and big old concerts coming uh coming very soon. Well, we are out of time. Where can people get more information, the website and all that kind of stuff, and get tickets? Yeah, the best place to find us is BinghamtonPhilharmonic.org. You can also call us at 607-723-3931. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Um, We've got a lot going on. We just, you know, just visit our website, sign up for email so you can see what we're doing. And and we'd just love to... uh, have new audience members, former audience members, current audience members, and and just to take advantage of this really great thing we have, which is a professional symphony orchestra right here in Binghamton. Well, thanks for joining me today for Southern Tier Close-Up. We really appreciate it. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. On our first date, we had Matt.